Welcome back, welcome back. Episode 27, Air Podcast. Uh, Chris Move episode, you feel me? For all my true YouTube fans out there, you feel me? We all know Chris Move, we're at 27 every year in my career. Shout out Chris Move, that's a goat, that's a legend right there in the culture right there. Shout out Chris Move, feel me? Now, <clears throat> we missed last week. Uh, just had a lot of busy... I'm a busy guy I'm sorry I know I'm trying to get more consistent And I want this podcast to be my future But I'm still in college Still a senior year It's a lot going on But Hey We back Hopefully we don't The goal Short term goal We're not gonna miss A pod episode On a Monday For at least another month You know Especially When November December get here And I Get to go back home whatnot for the holidays I definitely should be more consistent because I have more time, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, also, in one of my classes, um, we're working on like voicing and like, um, if you know me, you know I'm a kind of a fast talker. So, as my podcast goes, I'm gonna practice on talking slower, being better understood, stuff like that. Just try to prepare me for the real world in a sense, you know what I'm saying? So, y'all will hopefully hear the evolution as we move forward. But, um, before we get into Black Lives Matter, as we always do, um, I have, this month, just some personal stuff about me. Uh, this month, October, I dedicated to Netflix. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because um, I noticed that I was watching YouTube a lot. My list was slowly growing and growing. Uh, so, I knocked out Ozark this month. Uh, well, I already watched season one during quarantine, but season two and three, season three, the way it ended, crazy. If you don't know, watch, please. I'm not going to spoil it, but please watch Ozark. Uh, what else? What else have I watched? Um, I'm about to rewatch Last Dance with Michael Jordan. Uh, just, I just got to see the, his highlights are so amazing. Like, although I don't think he's the GOAT, and we're going to talk about that later. Uh, his highlights, Michael Jordan's highlights are ridiculous. And I understand why people revere him the way they do now that I watch that doc. Um, oh, the Parkers. Hey, shout out Monique, man. Monique don't get the credit she deserves. Monique is a classic. She's arguably the funniest woman in comedy. Uh, like, Monique is hilarious, bro. So the Parkers is fire. They also added one on one. I'm going to tap in with that. Um, I'm not going to tap in with girlfriends. Um, and to be honest, I've been watching, uh, like, snips, snips, snippets, uh, snippets of girlfriends, uh, like, when I visit people, um, and they are, uh, no, no black woman slander will happen on this podcast, but they're a very interesting group. Um, Shorty Lynn, it was like one episode they was revealing, like, their deepest secrets, and Shorty Lynn says something about like in one event on a day she had like 30 sexual partners 
which you know to each his own but like that's still wild like there's only 24 hours in a day and the fact that you had 30 partners in a day is wild that's all i'm gonna say um joan she had like two dudes uh, in one season, then the next season she dated my man's William, but then they don't work out. Now she can't even talk to him and face him. Like, ah, 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 it's a lot of. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say nothing about that. I'm just laying out what I saw, and I feel like you should get what I'm thinking from what I'm saying. That's all. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, and then today's the 19th of October. Uh, happy birthday to my little yeah, you know, if you know, you know. Happy birthday to my little yeah, you feel me? Simple as that. Now, <clears throat> into some serious stuff, some um, Black Lives Matter stuff. Um, Kenneth Walker had an interview with Gail King, I want to say, on, I don't know if it's Good Morning America, but it was ABC affiliated. And he was essentially detailing, oh, CBS this morning, sorry, sorry. He's essentially detailing what happened the night Breonna Taylor got shot, um, the night the police wrongly entered his apartment and whatnot. Um, I just think my takeaway from the video, if you haven't watched it, please watch it. It's very, um, it shows you like, it gives you like a look into not only the psyche of like a black person in America, but like how like, how just like, we as black people still don't get treated as humans, like in a sense. Well, not even in a sense, in reality. Um, cause there was at one point in the video, he was like, they went in, cause they showed the footage. They went to the house after they removed him and she was on the ground. We don't know if she was dead yet, but she was on the ground and the SWAT team, whatever, whoever it was, they were just like walking through, like searching through the house. She was, they was like, oh, she's, she's done or whatever. To paraphrase, like she's done, move on. And they just kept moving, searching through the house. Instead of like, that's a human being bleeding because they got shot and you have no care if she's dead or not, which is ridiculous. And you, and then Gail King listed the um, amount of shots fired into this apartment. And this is an apartment. This is not like a three-story house or like, this is an apartment, like, I don't know how many rooms it had, but like, it's an apartment, right? And she said there were six fired by one officer, 10 by another, and 16 by another. That is 32 combined shots into one apartment, into the wrong apartment, fired at two people who were asleep and awakened by you breaking into their house incorrectly. Um, it's just, and then the whole, he called the police evidently on the police, which he didn't know. And he came, because she got shot, he wanted to get help. So he ran out and they just essentially just dragged him away. No shoes on, no nothing, no socks. Through the rain, just dragging him. And then, this is the craziest part, this is the craziest part. When they realized they messed up, cause you know, how, you, we know how police treat black people. They was being ignorant for him, all that don't say nothing, shut up, all that. But whenever I did was wrong, it's in the video he says, oh, do you want some water? Or when he gets to the station, oh, do you want to go to the bathroom or this and that? Like, you shouldn't have to see that error in your ways after you were wrong. 
you should treat a human as a human regardless because if there was a so-called so he was the so-called drug dealer right if there's a white drug dealer i'm positive he wouldn't have been dragged out of a house like that i'm positive if his girlfriend was shot a white woman y'all would have made sure she got some help even while y'all were searching the apartment so it's just it's just evident i mean am i surprised no is it still sad to hear yes and in the last part of the interview she was like gail was like um do you think we would know the story that we know if you haven't survived and before he even said a word we all know the answer is no everybody who is aware of the issue knows the answer is no before he even said anything which is the scariest part because if he had died that night along with Breonna Taylor it would have been oh well he had priors and this and that they would have they would have found something from middle school he got suspended for fighting or brought something illegal to school in middle school but they would have found a way to twist the narrative as they're still trying to do um but it's just it's no surprise it's just sad um, but this is why the revolution has to continue. We have to continue fighting. Um, I voted this week, mailed in my ballot for me. I guess we got to get that dude in the office, out of the office. Um, some feel Biden is not a better option. But, I mean, listen, if it's not the guy in the office, I will not say his name, then I hope, hopefully, it will be better for our people. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, I want to talk about this happened at the beginning of the month. Uh Jonathan Price, um, <clears throat> he was, I saw this on Twitter, there's another black man killed by the police, um, he saw a man assaulting a woman, he intervened, the police arrived, he had it, he raised his hands upon their arrival, he attempted to explain what he was doing, like, in the situation, they put tasers on him, um, when his body convulsed, from the electric current, they perceived a threat and shot him to death. My, like, if you already taste him, like, what can he do? Like, why do we always have to turn to the gun? Like, why can't, why can't we just get a story of a black man just being arrested and having a fair trial in court? Or like, I just, well, I would like to see that story. Like, can we get a black man who wasn't shot and killed by the police and like, like, can we just get them to actually go through the system? Even the system's still crooked, but, like, I'd rather them have his life and go through the system than be dead for trying to aid somebody in this situation. You know what I'm saying? Um, I can't remember his name, but the man shot in Kenosha uh, by the police. I believe he's, like, paralyzed now. I really want to see, like, um, is, there, is, is he going to, like, Sue or anything. I don't know. I'm not having researched this, so don't. but I want to see if he's gonna sue and like if he can kind of like can he sue and get a case to where it kind of flips some laws or something like because he got shot by the police wrongly. He was his life was in danger, but he survived. So I want to see if him like speaking on firsthand account, testifying what happened that day or in that situation and that going to court, can that change something? Cause we never, that's never happened. All these unarmed black people dying, they die. They can't tell their side of the story. It's flipped by the media and whatnot. So I want to see if he can find a way to get a court case and try to tell his side of the story, which will eventually 
flip the laws, at least in that state, at least, that'd be great. And then if it gets changed in that state, maybe eventually it can get changed nationally and stuff like that. Um, and then my final Black Lives Matter thing, um, dude, dude who had his neck on George Floyd's neck, rest in peace, George Floyd, of course. Um, I'm not saying any of these cowards' names uh, on this platform. Um, he was released upon $1 million bail, which um, I haven't researched this, but like being that he was a police officer, I'm sure he didn't have a million dollars to bail himself out. So somehow either money was raised or somebody paid a million dollars on his behalf to get him out, which just shows how, like, despite we all watched what he did to that man, there's two people here who think he was right in what he was doing in order to bail him out. You know what I'm saying? Um, so now all four of the officers who were charged have been released from bond and are free. So a man got suffocated for eight plus minutes, but everybody who was there is not being held accountable and they're living a free life. Although we know their faces, they're living a, they're living a free life while George Floyd, his family and friends had to deal with him being dead. So once again, system isn't made for us, but hopefully we can get some change soon, sooner rather than later. But we just gotta pray and just hope things change in the near future. All right, we're back. We're back with sports. Uh, sorry for in that first part. Count sound kind of stuffy, whatever. I had to, you know, blow my nose and whatnot. But we're back. Um, so sports. Bron, 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 Bron did it. Uh, I feel like I said this in the beginning of the pod. I don't know. I figured once they got AD, I knew Bron was gonna win a title this year. Um, but they did it. Uh, they beat the Heat in six games. Uh, longer than I ex- well, actually no. My original pick was Lakers and six. Um, I think I changed it after it was 2-0 and Dragic and Bam were both hurt. But we know Jimmy Butler put on some great performances and series went six. But game game one was a blowout. Game six was a blowout. So in the first game to set the tone, they blew him out. In the last game to set the tone, well, to really just put us, just close the casket on the heat season. They they show came out show who the better team was and dominated. Um, so the real thing question is can the Lakers repeat? Um, it's a lot of factors in that. Let's just assume everybody will remain healthy for the most part next year. Okay, you have the Clippers coming back. Um, personally, there's a lot of people who the Clippers would have beat the Lakers. Ah, uh, I don't know about that. Uh, the way Paul George played. In the playoffs, if he's giving you in the teens, wow. Like, he's the second best player on the Clippers, right? So, if his play is going down and he's averaging less and he's not making shots, he's less of a threat. While the second best player on the Lakers, Anthony Davis, is going up and going. He starts he starts averaging 30 in the playoffs compared to his 20-something in the regular season. Also, He's a mismatch for the Clippers because they have no bigs that can really move with him or guard him in general, or height-wise. Montrez, no, you're too small. Uh, Zubak, you're too s- slow. You need, you need to be more fleet of foot to guard Anthony Davis. You know what I'm saying? Joke, people keep saying, they got Joe Kim Noah. No, he's too old, I'm sorry. He has nothing. He is nothing for Anthony Davis. 
Um, and then, okay, you got wing defenders from Braun, but Braun's still gonna get his. That's, he he is the GOAT in my in my uh, opinion. He's the GOAT for a reason. He, you, you can only hinder him so much, you know what I'm saying? So, if PG's gonna play bad, and then Kawhi, we saw Kawhi in the last three games versus the Nuggets. When it came time to finish the game, when it came time to, okay, you're up by 16 or whatever in these last three games, you're blowing them out and they come back. When it's time to close the casket on them, you're not able to do it. So if you can't close and you, let's say you get a lead and you let the Lakers creep back in, Ron's gonna finish the deal while you're not gonna finish the deal. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, if you let the Lakers lead this season, the Lakers went like 57 and 0 when going into the fourth quarter with a lead. So they closed games when they led throughout, essentially. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think the Clippers are really that big. Like, they're going to be a factor, of course, but I don't think it's an automatic, oh, if the Clippers get their chemistry right, and which is a big if because they got a lot of arguments. They now got a new coach. Um, they're talking about shipping PG and all, trying to get a new point guard. It's a lot of stuff with the Clippers. It's a lot of noise, which I don't think will help the chemistry at all. Um, then you have, okay, you got the Blazers. There are still no match for the Lakers. Uh, who else is out west? The Mavericks are coming. I think the Mavericks would have beat the Clippers first round if they were healthy because Porzingis is a mismatch for the Clippers, and Luka was already giving them 30, triple, 30 points with a triple-double every other night. So, But they're still too young for the Lakers. Um, who else is in the west? Jazz, no. Denver, we saw that. You, they don't have the wing the wing talent to guard Braun or make him work defensively enough. Like Jeremy Grant had a few games, but not enough. Um, and then like when Braun can, Braun can guard Jamal Murray still in the fourth, cause he's just bigger and can overpower him, you know what I'm saying? So I don't see anybody in the West really stopping them from coming out. Unless the Lakers lose like key parts. Like I know Rondo's a free agent, but like you can replace him with somebody like with just a floor journal point guard. Um, and the Lakers are talking about making big moves. Like, people want Bradley Bill over there. People want CP over there, which I want to see. Because, you know, I want CP to win a ring. And CP can shoot that thing. And with Braun and AD on the floor, he will get a lot of opportunity to just shoot that thing. You know what I'm saying? And also playmaking, all type of stuff. And also, CP, one thing CP is really good at is elevating bench players. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if Braun... Okay, Braun played point guard this year. Okay, Braun, when you go to the bench, CP will be a shooter. That's fine. But when you go to the bench, Braun, I'm going to come back out here and run this show. And, okay, leave AD out here with me. Okay, you don't want AD out here with me? Leave Kuzma out here with me. Like, he can make Kuzma look a lot better with the bench lineup than Kuzma by himself with Rondo Caruso. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a lot different. And then also, the games were like, you leave Rondo wide open for three, and he's hitting. It's great. But, like, with CP... You don't have to leave him. He's still going to hit regardless. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, out west, I think the Warriors, um, it's a lot of the Warriors talk about them being like the biggest threat next year to the Lakers um, out west. I will only agree with that when, if they draft James Wiseman. See, because I think if you draft James Wiseman, they have one of the best starting fives in the league. You have Steph, Clay, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond, James Wiseman. That's that's two sharpshooters at the guards. Um, now in the front court, they can shoot. They can't shoot prolifically, 
but like they all have talented. Draymond's the defensive anchor. Blake, the Warriors will finally have size for the first time since Bogut, but Wiseman more athletic. He's more skilled than Bogut, so you can do more with him in pick and roll situations or in the offense, stuff like that. Um, and then Wiggins, Wiggins as a third option. If you give him third option looks and the pressure is not really on him to carry a team offensively, I think he can thrive in that. So you have a lot of offensive threats. Um, defensively, uh, Clay, Draymond, we know. Wiggins, uh, Steph, uh, I don't really know. We didn't see Wiseman enough, enough to know if he's a good defensive anchor, but I mean, he's seven foot, so he can at least protect the rim better than Draymond possibly. Um, we have to really see that. But defensively, they'll be okay. They have the potential to be really good, like how they have in the past. But they'll be okay. Um, but offensively, they're very dangerous. Like, you got to pick your poison who to put your best defender on. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you put AD on Draymond to stop the pick and roll him and step? Or do you put him on Wiseman because he can, I don't know, bully like Dwight and JaVale. But, like, he can definitely probably score on them because he's more skilled than a bogey who you can just throw Dwight on. He can just stand the paint and out rebound. You know what I'm saying? So that's that. Um, out west, um, if you know me, you know how I feel. Uh, brother, brother Kevin Durant coming back next year. So the Nets will be in the finals if he's still Kevin Durant. The Nets will be in the finals if Kevin Durant is still the Kevin Durant I saw in the 20, was that 18 or 19 finals? Um, well, 2018 finals because he was hurt last finals. But I'm at 2019 playoffs versus the Clippers when he was just averaging 30. He had a 50-point game in there. Just dogging them. Just dogging them. There's nobody who can guard that man, as we know. He's the best scorer ever, my opinion. So, yeah. Um, Philly, uh, I don't really, you know. I mean, let's CP go to Philly. You know, then, hey, I'm with it. But... Philly, uh, even with Doc now, uh, um, who came out this year? The Heat. The Heat could be dangerous if they get somebody, because I know they got cap room, especially if they move Dragic, who's kind of old, and he's like their second biggest contract. Um, Milwaukee, Chris Middleton still doesn't really show up in the playoffs enough for me, and neither, neither does Giannis. So I can't put my faith in that until I see it. Um, who else? Who else is out there? Boston. Um, they just seem to, they're really good coached until it's time to get over the hump. And then Brad Stevens and them boys, they just find they just find ways to lose. I'm, like, they did it when IT was there, the IT era. Um, they did it with the young group a few years ago when Braun was still in Cleveland. Like, But, like, it's something that doesn't click when it's time to get over that hump and get to the finals for the Celtics. It's just something that doesn't click. And I don't know what it is. I think I feel like it's coaching, but it might be it might be they're just still a little too young. But I think it's coaching. I think Brad Lev, Brad Stevens is good, a very good coach. But when it's time to, it's the different levels of championship pedigree that's shown when he gets up against those type of coaches. Like yeah, he'll outcoach Brent Brown when they play the Sixers. But like Nick Nurse, um, well he beat Nick Nurse this year, but. Eric Spolster, like that championship pedigree that's needed, he doesn't have, and it's, it tends to show. Even in college, they, they play Duke. Successfully, Coach K versus Brad Stevens. We saw the one with the pedigree came out victorious. I just think it's something there with Brad Stevens that is missing.
Um, but I got Nets, Lakers, if all are healthy and are all playing at their same level in the finals next year. Early, early finals prediction. Nets, Lakers. Free agency is this month in October, which is amazing. Um, it's not really that many big names. The biggest name is AD, and we know he's going back to the Lakers. Um, Brandon Ingram contract is up, but, like, I think it's, like, his rookie deal is up. So, like, the Pelicans essentially, like, it's, like, essentially, it's so hard to get out your rookie contract and go to a different team. Like, you're typically stuck through that rookie year and then, like, the extension from the same team who drafted you. And then then you get the big free agency outlet. But he's going to re-sign the Pelicans, essentially, I believe. Um... And, yeah, I don't really know many other names. There's a lot of rotational players that can make differences somewhere. But we're going to see how free agency goes. It's going to be interesting to see free agency during the NFL season. It's going to be very exciting, you know. I like the – I know the ratings are bad, but I like the NBA-NFL overlap. Like, NFL Sunday, Monday – well, really Sunday. I don't watch – Really Thursday, Thursday, Thursday or Monday night football unless my teams are playing. Um, but then like once the weekend's over and football's over, boom, we get playoff basketball middle of the day. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's dope to see. Um, and then finally for basketball, Braun won the title. You know, a little goat talk. Um, it's gonna be real quick, really. If you still think Mike is the goat, you still think Mike is the goat. Three is no different than four to you because it's not six. It's not six ranks. You know what I'm saying? For me, Braun was already GOAT. The fact that he had three titles in three different situations now. Uh, he has four overall. Um, he kind of coasted through this one. I'm not going to lie to you. You could say it was easy. You could say that's because he avoided the Clippers. You just play who's in front of you. Like, y'all wasn't saying this when Mike was playing John Stockton and them in back-to-back years in the finals. Like, the Jazz are not – the old Jazz are not really all that. Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, if you ask the random person who's on the old jazz besides Malone and Stockton, you probably could not get an answer. And the only the only person they might name is Byron Russell. And that's because Jordan did the move on him. You know what I'm saying? So, like, people don't really know who was on the old jazz. So, like, they weren't really that good. You know what I'm saying? So, but, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to go, in my opinion. If you like Mike, I respect it. Because, like I said, Last Dance showed me a lot. But... Um, and we won't really, it won't really change anything unless Braun gets six. And then people will still say, well, it took you double the time because he'll be six and, uh, what? Six and six? If he wins, like, he doesn't lose again, six and six. It might be six and oh. So, yeah. But yeah, man, that's whatever. Now, on to some football. Uh, we're going to recap week five first. Some interesting stuff happened week five. I'm kind of trying to avoid week six. Because we saw what happened to my boys yesterday, but we're going to get to that. Uh, let's see. Oh, Tom Brady forgot the downs. He looked really bad against the Bears. But I'm really upset the Bears are 5-1 right now. Um, it's disgusting. It's really, they're really not that good. They're really not playing anybody that good. Um, they beat the Bucks, which is a good win. Obviously, because I have to say that because we got destroyed by the Bucks, the Packers did. So, but other than that, they haven't really played anybody. Like they're not playing good teams. I'm sorry. Let's see who else. Um, let's see. Oh, the Steelers. 
Chase Claypool had four tutties against the Eagles. The Eagles, the Eagles are abysmal. They're one and four and one. It's just a nasty record. Um, the Raiders upset the Chiefs with like really explosive plays. Like Henry Ruggs supposed to play. They're running the ball, doing whatever they want. They put forty on their on their head top. Um, and Mahomes couldn't win a shootout, which is very surprising. Very surprising. The Dolphins destroyed the Niners last week, which was I predicted that upset, but it was really impressive to see. Um, Brian Flores is a really, really good coach, and I'm hoping once they develop Tua that he gets his quarterback for the future so that he can build what he really wants to build down there because he's a really good coach. Like, they're 3-3 and right now, and they're like, like, and they don't have to tank anymore. Like, they have that QB of the future, so they can just play and try to be as good and develop young talent. Like, they have a, Miami has a good future if Tua pans out to be who Tua, who we believe Tua is. You know what I'm saying? Um, the Seahawks beat the Vikings by one point. Um, Mike Zimmer made a terrible fourth, fourth down decision in the fourth quarter. Instead of kicking the field, going by eight and forcing Russ to score and get a two-point conversion. Because we all felt like Russ was going to score in that situation. Two-minute drill, you know what I'm saying? But now he just scored. Extra point, game is over. He loses. And that's why the Vikings are, what, 1-4 now? They lost to the Falcons yesterday. How did you lose to the Falcons? I played Kirk Cousins in fantasy. He didn't throw a touchdown to the fourth quarter, I believe. Um, he had two tutties, three picks. Um, and I actually cut Matt Ryan to sign Kirk Cousins because the Vikings had just played really good against Seattle. And I was like, oh, the Falcons are god-awful. And the Vikings just played good versus Seattle. But that's the NFL for you. Anybody can win on any given Sunday. But we're all going to overreact regardless of what happens. You know what I'm saying? And then the Bills on Tuesday night football got destroyed by the Titans. I mean, like, destroyed. Titans didn't practice and destroyed them. It was crazy. Uh, week six, the Bucks destroyed us 38-10. We were up 10-0 in the first quarter. Um, Aaron made a bad read on his out route to Devontae Adams. Got took back by pick six. Like, you watched the replay. He literally just stared at Devontae, like looked away, came back to Devontae. Battery, second one was basically another pick six. Uh, they got tackled to five. So it went from 10 zip to 14 10. And then the next person, Aaron missed Mercedes Lewis, wide up the middle, um, punted. Brady finally put together a drive, kudos. And then he put together another drive, kudos. Okay, that's cool, that's two drives, but he didn't really do much. Like. You know, they always make it Brady, Rodgers, da-da-da, but, like, Brady didn't have to do much. Like, he put together two drives and one half. That's cool. That's typical, though. That's, that's, that's average. That's not amazing. You know what I'm saying? And then they scored 10 points in the second half. Like, he didn't really – him him and his offense scored 24 points. The defense aided them to score two more touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not – 24 points isn't really that impressive. Like – if if my quarterback wasn't getting hit almost every play, like like we've seen through the first four games we won, Aaron Rodgers looked very happy, smiling, all type of stuff. And then yesterday he was getting hit, and he looked he looked like last year Aaron Rodgers, like upset and just well not last year because we went thirteen and three, but like well actually yeah last year in the games we lost to the Niners and the game we got blown out by rest the Chargers. Um, he just looked very upset. Like pressure, pressure is what beats us, and clearly on that day, that's what the Bucks had. 
but they also had turnover help. And if you win the turnover battle, um, you're probably going to win the game. So I'm not really overreacting. They're going to have to see us in January, February, when it's time to really play. And I guarantee you, my quarterback won't play as bad as he played yesterday. I guarantee you that. Let's see. The Niners beat the Rams. I'm surprised by that because I thought the Niners were trending down. And I was very excited because I think they're the only team in the NFC that can really beat us when it matters most. Um, but so that was surprised by that. Um, the Ravens beat the Eagles by two points. Two-point conversion. Terrible play call. It's kind of why the Eagles are the Eagles right now. Um, they try to make a late comeback. They're getting blown out. Um, just terrible play call. They ran the ball when they haven't been able to run the ball all day. Um, so, it looks like a readout with Carson Wentz, not even Jalen Hurts. Or, like, you didn't give him to Miles Sanders. It was, it was just a bad call. Just a terrible call. The Texans-Titans had a shootout. Um, Derrick Henry went over 200 yards. He had a 94-yard touchdown run. And when he hit about midfield, it was like him, a corner, and a safety. And when I tell you that big boy separated from them, like separated. Like he hit the gas, gone. There's no way he should be that fast. It's ridiculous. The Bengals were up 21-0 in the Colts, and they lost 31-27. This is why the Bengals are the Bengals. Shout out Joey Burrow, but you got to win that game. I don't care if you're the rookie. You got to win that game. Panthers let me down. Let the Bears win. Hate to see it. All right, talk about the Falcons. Julio came back and they scored 40. I'm about to pick Matt, Ryan, pick Matt Ryan back up in fantasy and get rid of Kirk. It's going to have to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, let's see. The Giants beat the Washington football team by one point. Another two-point conversion to try to win the game. Um, failed. Terrible play call. Kyle Allen. I told y'all, there will be no QB that will succeed in Washington until Dan Snyder is gone. I don't y'all want to blame Haskins all y'all want. Um, I don't know why Alex Smith wasn't playing over Kyle Allen because Kyle Allen is terrible. But uh, I'm going to let them do what they want to do with their franchise. You know, The Browns are not ready for prime time. 4-1 uh, going up to Pittsburgh, who lead the AFC North at, what, 4-0? They're now 5-0. They shellack the Browns. The Browns' two losses, they lost 38-6 to the Ravens week one. And, again, I guess another NFC North foe who they're going to battle with for the title if they want to win that division. The Steelers, they got beat 38-7. And both times, they took away the run game and said, Baker, beat us. And he put up single digits. Like, ah, Baker. It's like we want you to be good. Cause like the swag you bring, but like in the weapons you have, you have Odell. Everybody loves Odell. Everybody loves Jarvis, but he's just not. He's just not it. He's. I'm sorry. He's just not it, man. He's just not it. And then tonight is Monday. I'm recording. It's like 4:11 right now. So in an hour, which is amazing to see, five o'clock football on a Monday. Chiefs Bills. Um, I don't know who I got. I know like I got the Cardinals beating the Cowboys later tonight. Uh, I'm going to go with Mahomes. Josh Allen seems to lose big games. Last week versus Tennessee, undefeated teams, lost big time. Playoff game last year, Texans lost. So I'm going to go with Mahomes, boy. Uh, are we going to predict week seven? Ooh. Well, we play the Texans, so we'll be we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back. Yeah, we'll be good. Uh, let's, look at the, let's look for the important games. Panthers-Saints. 
Um, I'm going to go with the Saints. I think they had a bye week this week, I want to say. Yes, I'm going to go with the Saints off a of bye. Steelers-Titans, maybe the maybe the game of the week. Two 5-0 teams. Um, I don't know. The, like, the Titans have been impressive. But I'm going to go with the Steelers, man. Um, they just, like, they've played some close games versus bad teams, but I think they have the better coach in the situation, and Mike Tomlin. Uh, still have the better QB. Um, they're going to have to tame Derrick Henry because their strength is pass rush. So if they want to really get after the quarterback, you have to stop the run first versus Tennessee, or they will score 40, as they did this week. But I'm going to go with the Steelers. Seahawks, Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are going to get them. I think the Cardinals are going to get them. I think, I think the Seahawks are overrated and that they're going to lose a few games. That with, I think, matter of fact, I think every team in that division is going to beat the Seahawks at least once. I think the Seahawks are going to split their entire division. They're going to go 3-3. Three and three. They're going to lose to the Rams once. They're going to lose to the Niners once. And they're going to lose to the Cardinals once. Um... I mean, their, their schedule is pretty weak. I'm not going to lie to you. I looked at it. But I think in the division, they're going to lose some games, and it, it starts here. Uh, Niners-Patriots. Cam looked really bad this week. I think he's going to bounce back and beat the Niners because um, he looked awful. They scored single digits. It, it was bad. It was really bad. And then, oh, Monday night. Oh, Sunday night. Bucks-Raiders. Raiders bye week after beating the Chiefs. Bucks after a big game after beating the undefeated Packers. I think it's a letdown. I think it's a letdown that the Raiders win. I think the Raiders win. I do. I really do. And then Bears, Rams. I'm not a Bears believer. They're they're not a good 5-1. I'm sorry. They're not. Give me the Rams, especially off a loss. Give me the Rams. Um, well, the sports talk we got. A long sports segment today. Okay, okay, sports. Um, Lev Bell, he probably won't play until next. Well, he's not gonna play until next week. He's not playing today, but he's on the Chiefs now. Um, I didn't really see the need, but after watching some stuff and seeing that, like in the goal line situations, they couldn't really score with Clyde Edward Elair, and also he really hasn't hit a hundred since week one. Uh, and they haven't rushed over 100 yards the past two weeks. I can see the need. He's also more versatile in the receiving game, stuff like that. So I can see the need, especially for this year when you want to win as many championships you can in Mahomes Prime, I understand. And you can still develop Clyde's Edwards, Elaire, because he's, he's a rookie. He has time. He has time to leave. So I understand. I understand. And then finally for sports, um, the disrespect of – Carmelo Anthony this week by the Nuggets. They tweeted, who's your favorite Nugget all time? And a lot of us, a lot of us don't really care for the Nuggets at all. Um, like, if you go through like, their best players in history, excluding Melo, it's the Alex Englishes. It's like, Jokic might be up there. Um, Jamal Murray might be up there. Um, Dave Thompson, David Thompson might be up there, but like these aren't known people besides like the current Jamal and Jokic. Their history, they're not known people to the common fan. You know what I'm saying? So Melo, really, when he came with that swag, that energy, won a title at Syracuse. You know, he's from Baltimore, shout out the city. 
um, when he came to Denver, he put them on the map for a lot of people. So for you to exclude him for his seven years, where he made the playoffs every year, took you to the conference finals one year, for you to exclude him from that picture was very disrespectful. I know y'all had a bad breakup. He wanted to get out. He wanted to go to New York, all that. But, like, that's disrespectful. He is probably the most talented player. The stats might not show. I don't know, like, where he ranks in points and all that. But, like, talent-wise, he's probably your best player ever. Um, he's the player who really put you in the mat for a lot of people. So, plus respect on that man. But And they didn't even, like, change it afterwards. Like, no, they just let it rot. Like, plus respects on Melo's name. He's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best scorers ever. Plus respects on Melo's name, man. We're going to get into essentially everything else happening in the world. Um, we're going to start with the... It was a graphic put on Twitter this week or last week or over the weekend, should I say. It was like Super and LeBron. Now, it was showing that they both are in their 17th season. They both won a ring this year. Uh, and then it showed like their pay, right? Now, this has been an argument for a long time. WNBA revenue versus NBA revenue. Really, across the board in life, women's revenue versus men's revenue. We know we know how this these country this country was built. Uh, white men trying to get theirs. You know what I'm saying? So, it's always been male-favored. Um, but I don't... I have no problem with women wanting more revenue and the stuff they do. I have no problem with that. Especially WNBA who reps for like Black Lives Matter the way they do and just the way their their games are good, their playoffs are really good, really exciting, all that. Um the only issue is it's kind of just simple business to be honest with you. The WNBA doesn't generate enough money to get paid like LeBron. Like Sue Bird doesn't bring in enough viewers for her to get 37 million like LeBron James does, you know what I'm saying? Her impact to a city is not the same, the impact of LeBron James. Like when LeBron left Cleveland the first time, the economic impact was like crazy. Like all type of money was lost from just not having fans fly in to see him or having playoff games in the middle of the summer and stuff like that. Like. You can't replace playoff runs and the excitement that LeBron James brings. You know what I'm saying? So, also, I saw a great point on Twitter. I forgot who tweeted it, but it was like, if women watched... I think, don't quote me, I think there's more women in the U.S. than there are men. I want to say that. Um... But they're, no, I might be wrong on that. I might be wrong on that. But any, anywho, there's a lot. Of, we, we know there's a lot of women in the world. If women supported, tweet said, if women supported the, the WNBA as men support the NBA, this revenue gap wouldn't be as huge. And that's a very fair point. Because if you ask women, do they watch the WNBA or the NBA? They're going to say the NBA, a lot of them. Like, a lot of women enjoy watching men play basketball, opposed to women playing basketball. Even though it's women, like, watching men, 
Like, it's just, there's no crossover. Like, women watch the NBA. We know it's an issue of getting men to watch the WNBA. But if women watch the WNBA, there'd be a lot more, like, you get the ratings up just purely for women watching the sport. Then you can get the revenue up in the league to get the Supers and the top, at the top in the WNBA pay so they don't gotta go play overseas, which is crazy, they gotta do that. But like, that's a great point though. Like, you have to get a larger fan base behind the WNBA to get the revenue. Cause you know, LeBron's contract is paid by TV deals the NBA makes and ad deals and all type of stuff. Like, that's how his NBA salary is made. So you have to get that type of revenue generating WNBA to get that type of salary for a Subaru, for a Diana Taurasi, for a Brittany Griner, for all those, you know what I'm saying? But um, I'm always for the WNBA getting there. It's just simple business doesn't allow them to get paid as much as the NBA does. Um, but we still should support because it's still great basketball. And their merch, that orange hoodie is hard. I need one. Like, I don't have a lot of orange in my closet, but that that hoodie is hard. I'm going to need that. No cap. And then finally, um, before we get into the best segments of all time, whew, Cardi being also have been on my timeline for the past week. No exaggeration. First, I think my last episode, I said they were splitting. Um... And then Cardi's birthday was last week, and also bought her Rolls Royce, which you know, again, I'm gonna say like I don't I don't have these these funds, and I will never tell a man or woman to, what to do with their money, but a Rolls Royce is a bad investment. Like I'm sorry, it is. Like one is cool, but like I feel like I feel like Offset has bought her a luxury car before. Like, do you really need another one? Do you really need more than one luxury car? Like, Cardi posted a picture with like 20 Birkin bags. And also, like, I'm responsible for 15. Like, that's a terrible investment. That's a terrible investment, Offset. To buy her 15 Birkin bags. It's ridiculous. Now, mind you, these are top rap stars, probably got generational wealth. They're probably good, culture's good, all the Offset's kids are good, cool. But like, you can be really smarter with your money, and I promise you, if I ever get to that level, I will be smarter with my money than buying Rolls Royces and Birkin bags. But, um, yeah. So he bought the uh, he bought the Rolls Royce. They had a little party for Cardi. Um, in videos, you saw her like dancing on him, hugging him, all type of stuff. Um. And like, it looked like the split is off. Uh, look, they're back together, or momentarily. Um, it also was like a nude leak for Cardi B, um, which is wild. Um, but yeah, and then she basically was saying like, people were saying like she's in like a emotionally abusive relationship. But um, Cardi B essentially just said she wanted to have sex on her birthday. Which, I mean, fair enough. Do what you gotta do. Um, she said, if she just wants him for that, then she wants him for that. And y'all really shouldn't worry about what she's doing. 
that's a fair point, Cardi. You know, you feel me? If you just want him to be your little boy toy, then hey, that's that's your right. That's really your right. Um, so I mean, you know, I'm an Offset fan. It's my favorite amigo. Like to see the brother succeed. I was, I was, I was uh, slandering him when he fumbled the Cardi beat back because that's a that's a top tier woman right there. But it looks like he's recovered the bag. Um, I don't know. He's been kind of bragging about it. I think you should stay humble, Offset, because you're still not in the clear. You know what I'm saying? Like she's saying she wants to use you for yeah, yeah, but I don't know if it's back on like cuffing, relationship, marriage type yet. But I don't know. I'm not there. I don't know them. So. But just stay humble, Offset. Just wait, you know, and drop Culture 3. Need that. You, you I don't know what you and Amigos. I don't know if y'all forgot what music was. But I need uh, Culture 3. Thank you. Appreciate you. Alright, man. This is the longest pod I've ever done. Like by myself, like we're about to probably gonna hit an hour when I get to the segments. But we're gonna get into song of the day. I need um, Jasmine, my best friend, is supposed to be giving me like the segment. I think I said this. Her and Rashad was give me like the uh, segment intros. Uh, I haven't got those yet. We still working on that. Um, yeah, I gotta text him. Cause I need to get that ASAP. We need, we need that by episode thirty at least. We already got Marshawn in the intro. Now we need to get segment intros. Um, maybe I might also get a sports intro and a Black Lives Matter intro. Uh, I might just let entertainment be entertainment and just I'll just come back off of sports and talk. But like Black Lives Matter, sports, question of the day, song of the day, pretty much staples at this point in my. Um, show sometimes black lives matter is lacking and like news which is a good thing really to be honest with you um because it means somebody wasn't harmed but so that might not need a segment because i don't want to put it in there and it's like a two second like uh black lives matter always and forever so i might leave it out but sports question today song of the day i think all need segment transitions or just Notify the audience that that's what we're talking about at this moment. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. But song of the day. Put <laughs> you coming? Come on, man. Come on, man. You know what time it is, man. The Griselda boys is back in the stew. This time it's Benny, huh? Benny the Butcher. Let me tell you what happened. I was listening to the album like moving around. I like I forgot who I was listening to. Like when you listen to like. Uh, one of these, not, they're not mumble rappers, but like like the Uzis, the Futures, people you look for for bangers, you can move around and listen to the song and be like, oh, that's still tough. You know what I'm saying? When you listen to the lyrical dudes, you can't move around because you're here to listen for bars. So like, I was like four songs deep, and I was like, people calling this album of the year, like, this is, eh. So you know what, let me put my headphones in and see what's really like was really popping and then brother the proof came on song one and benny was just talking like he didn't even start rapping he was just talking and the beat was just i was like oh yeah 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 i'm ready to go like benny i'm ready i'm ready to do some deals with you just off of what you saying right now bro like i'm ready so 
Burn Proof, Grisada Boys, and Manny the Butcher, him and Gibbs went crazy on their track. Um, yeah, man, that's some bars on there that just, ooh, ooh. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Um, then my boy, Marshawn, he's on the intro. That song called Fire. This new song he put out yesterday, or sorry, not yesterday, the 16th on Friday. It's called Tokyo. My man was killing it. This is his first single, first single. Um, it's not under Marshawn. His artist name is Miko Push. Miko Push, Tokyo, look it up. Great song. You know, Here I am, you ready for Tokyo. Come on, man, come on, man. You know the vibes, you know the vibes. Great song, great song. Um, and then lastly, my song of the day, uh, Ella May, you know, long time no see. Put out a little single, uh, Not Another Love Song. I liked it, it was vibes, pure R&B vibes, you know. It's getting cold, so the more R&B, the better. I really appreciate it. It's much needed, no cap, no lie. So, for questions of the day, as I told y'all, I've been uh, on my Netflix grind, I've been watching the Parkers. So let me think, what are the best like 90s black sitcoms, right? Um, I think Martin is number one. Uh, I don't know if you consider it a sitcom, but like it's funny. It's yeah, I think it's a sitcom. Um, it's the funniest of the sitcoms in my opinion. Uh, it's the best. So Martin, I think the Parkers is up there. I don't know if it's two, but the Parkers up there. Fresh Prince is probably two, cause that's just classic. And then I'm throwing the Parkers all the way up there. I love the Parkers. I might be biased. Oh well, Moesha, nah, you're not, you're not banging with it. Um, girlfriends, I, I told you how I felt about them getting up. So no, sir. Uh, what else? Sisters? Shit. No, that's like Disney. Nah. One on one is hey, that's a fire show, but it's not better than the Parkers. Uh, I feel like I'm missing some shows. Uh, I don't know, but I'm gonna go with the Parkers. That's my three. Martin, Fresh Prince, The Parkers. Debate me if you want. That's the best three black sitcoms, you feel me? From that era. You know what I'm saying? Um, my other question of the day is what am I most excited about for the next NBA season? Uh, kind of touched on it, seeing Kevin Durant play. Kind of miss my guy. Just shooting over people. Just because just he can. Um... Really want to watch Brooklyn a lot. Kyrie, just they, they're like real ISO ballish, and I just love to see that. Like I just love to see just you get in your bag and just I'm better than you on this given night. I just like I love to see that. Also, Lamelo, I'm ready to see where Lamelo goes and where he plays. Uh, and then also how they're gonna get through the 82 game schedule. Like, are they gonna do periodic bubble periods? Like, okay. Season start January, we go into the bubble. Uh, we in there for two months. All right, March, go chill for a month. Back home, I know y'all need time back home. Because they're not going to make you go a whole NBA season in the bubble. The players will never agree to that. So, I don't know what they're going to do for that. But I'm just glad they finished this season. We will see how next season go. But I'm very interested because they were like one of the only sports that didn't have to think about like the layout with Corona and the pandemic for an entire season. They just had to finish the season and finish the playoffs, which I think was kind of easy in the bubble. Now playing 82 games, that's a whole different thing you got to think about. So many things got to go into that. It's a whole different train of thought for Adam Silver and them boys. But 
if we if they've shown anything, they can get it done. And then the last question, it's not even a question, it's a statement. Boys, boys, ladies, gentlemen, it's about to get cold outside. We about to really get the dressing out here. Listen, I got some things in the closet that ain't never been in my closet. And I'm just waiting for it to hit that consistent 50, 40 range, like a day, for me to really get in my Duffy. You know what I'm saying? Like, today I woke up, it was like 50, throwing a little jumpsuit, came out of class, out of my 9 a.m., it was like 70. Like, nah, nah, nah. I need to be able to rock my jumpsuit all day. All day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a little trenchy in there. I got some beanies I'm waiting to pull off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I needed to stay cold. Maybe November. Because it's still been the 70s all October. So maybe November, you know what I'm saying? I can really get these fits off. Um, for me, I might throw some pics on the gram again. You know, when the winter might be flooded with the pics. And I'm not even the pics guy. You know, I might hit y'all once a month. But, like, this winter, when I get into my bag, uh, when Black Friday hit, I'm going to buy more clothes because I need some. It's going to get real dangerous out there in these streets for y'all. I'm done. It's a little, I'm going to be drip checking a lot of y'all. If you're not on my level, you're not on my level. Simple, simple. It's okay. It's okay. We're not all there. But just know I'm going to be there this winter, this fall. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's time to really start dressing. Yes, sir. But um, I think we come to an end. Episode 27, man. Appreciate y'all for listening. We're going to be back here next Monday. Simple as that. I'm your host, Nami Nair. We all have bad takes. Why not listen to mine? <laughs>